Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am your host, Poker and Politics, a.k.a. Mike Rains, and I am joined by the man who is more military than Major Dad and a better photographer than Martin Geddes, Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You made me almost forget my standard intro, intro of hello from the internet. I'll, I'll take those compliments. And the mysterious L. Happy Inauguration Day, my beautiful babies. Uh, yes, so, so today is Inauguration Day, which um, was supposed to be the last gasp for QAnon, and uh, well, looks like they're not gasping that much. So uh, before we get into all that hooting and hollering and uh, the, the nightmare mind of QAnon, we have to warn you that QAnon is awful and terrible, and that we have to talk about terrible things. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. And now that that's out of the way and you know about the terrible things we're going to be engaging in, we also would like to mention that if you like to support what we're doing, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash poker and politics and send a few uh, send a few dollars our way to keep the train moving, as it were. And if the three of us chuckleheads are not worthy of your money, please send money to uh, love146.org. They are an anti-human trafficking organization that actually does the quote-unquote save the children thing that QAnon likes to talk about. But after you listen to them talk about saving the children for five minutes, they start talking about 5G and Bill Gates' death ray vaccine and all that other good stuff, which is, you know, kind of nonsense and not very children-savvy, as it were. So... uh, Having said all of that, uh, today, pretty crazy day, as it were. <laughs> do we uh, do we, do we just play the cues in the news bumper and get rolling on this? I mean, it seems kind of appropriate. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I feel like our audience will probably forgive forgive us if we do so do our normal goofing inside the news segment and, and not just be completely professional like we normally are. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> someday we'll get back to cue drops. Some someday the professionalism will return, but today is probably not that day. What's everyone's favorite death cult been up to this past week? 
It's time for cues in the news. Who the fuck knows if we actually will ever get back to doing Q drops? I mean, so like, like considering it's inauguration day and Biden's ass is in the chair and he's going to start signing documents and all that good shit. Uh, it's like at, at this point, the, our, our poor adventures in Hell World podcast is at a crossroads. They're like, now we, now we're sort of like in the breeze. We don't know if we're going to be like a, a, a contemporary, like bleeding edge of conservative madness podcast if we're just going to end up turning into this weird doomsday cult autopsy podcast uh like a little behind the curtain when mike originally started talking to ellen me uh about the podcast i was like oh i've wanted to talk about conspiracy theories and conspiracy thought for a long time and mike was like oh we're gonna we're gonna focus on q and i was like it's smart we should have a like a good focus and then I saw how crazy the Q drops were. And I was like, oh, there's there's so much material here and there's so much to dive into, uh, not realizing how boring some of them were. But then, like, I was genuinely surprised when uh, now President Biden won the election and, and Q just stopped posting. Yeah. And Q just fell off the face of the fucking earth on like, you know. If you if you count the we're not going to take it video link as a Q drop, he's been gone for just under two months. And uh, uh, if you don't, then it's been more than two months. Yeah, it's been like uh, a three. Seems uh, seems pretty obvious to anybody who's paying close enough attention that uh, as soon as the results of the election came in, whoever was the man behind that curtain was like, ah, "I'm just going to mosey on out of here." <laughs> <laughs> oh look at the time look at the time would you okay oh uh, would you look at that my kid is sick and then just runs off yeah i mean my, my favorite thing is that you look at all of these reactions from all these major QAnon promoters who are uh ripping their hair out uh because like so many of them had bought into it themselves or at the very least their public face is that they are a believer who is like in it to win it. And they can't like let that go because it would ruin their brand. So you have all these other QAnon promoters who are just losing their shit. They're just freaking out. They're trying to find a pathway forward to keep their audience placated and to keep the likes and money and YouTube views coming and then Ron Watkins like makes a post on Telegram where he's like, "Hey guys, we tried. Biden got in. Them's the brakes. Uh, check out my new project, Deuces." And it's just like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Ron Watkins. You are literally the guy who, at one point in this whole thing, uh, Q had to change his trip code, and people were like, uh, "Who's Q?" And Ron Watkins had to dip in and be like, "Hey guys." Uh, the guy with this trip coat is the actual Q. Uh, go back to LARPing. Have fun. So the, the whole... <laughs> called the GM. They were just right. like, we're, we're confused as to who's playing this NPC. <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. The, Perfect. The, the, the GM had to confirm that the Q monster was actually the Q monster and that everything was cool. So like that guy, the guy who was running 8chan and 8kun, and basically got to dictate if Q was allowed to post on his server servers or not. That's the guy who just literally said, man, you know what? These things happen. I'm moving on. I'll see you all later. Have a good one. All right, Mike, concise as possible. I've wanted to ask this question for a while. Uh, and if we've already covered it, like, stop me here. Why did Q move from 4chan to 8kun? 
and uh, I know eight coon be- or eight HM became eight coon because of like CP, right? But why did Q get kicked off of four chan? Uh, Q left 4chan. He just like one day started posting on 8chan and said that 4chan was compromised. He never like actually explained why he was making the move. He was just uh, I like I mean I can interject here as somebody who literally knows nothing about these places other than the their size of their user base. Uh, it was signal versus noise. Like you couldn't really get a thing to pop off the way he wanted it. Like he seemed like he wanted this Q thing to pop off on 4chan because it's just like too many users posting too much child porn or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, he so he moved from 4chan to 8chan. And the other thing is is that like on 4chan at that time at least, there was like no like trip codes, there was like no verification uh to it. So oh, like, oh, okay. You would it, it was proprietary, like maintaining the brand of Q as it were was important. Like there are like because like, we we went through these early drops and you know like a lot of them aren't signed Q. There are some people who will say like the early drops aren't really Q, or the ones that weren't signed by Q aren't really him. And then there are people who are like all of 4chan Q is a lie, and only 8chan Q is true. So there's like all these kinds of dumb little splinters in the movement. Um, but then the eight the shift to 8 Kun was just him waiting out uh, 8chan being deplatformed. And it wasn't child uh, child porn that, that caused all of that. That was all the mass shootings and the manifestos that kept getting written on oh. 8chan. Like, there were three different mass shootings where a manifesto got posted on 8chan. Yeah, well, one of them was the El Paso thing, right? The El Paso yeah, thing, like, that you dropped a manifesto on uh, 8 Coon or whatever. Or yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I'm glad I asked this, but what what a... God. <laughs> God, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, so, like, basically... That was a mistake. Yeah, after the third manifesto got posted on 8chan after a mass shooting, so it, it was, like, Christchurch, El Paso, and then one other... That uh, finally, uh, pe- like the people that were prote- protecting them from d- uh, d- uh, DDoS t- attacks, um, was like, "We're now giving up on your protection services," and immediately, like the hackers just like shut down 8chan because fuck them. Hey, and then, hey uh, our, our rambling managed to circle back to some actual topical news content because <laughs> uh, so something similar recently happened to Parler. They, you know, when they got they got cut loose and they were trying to find hosting, and then they found it in Madarasha. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Real, Parler, real, pa- real patriots go to fucking Russia when they want to defend America. That's I'm, always been true. I mean, yes. Parler Parler went to Russia, and then the true patriot, that lady who broke into Nancy Pelosi's office. And stole her laptop. Tried to sell it to Russia. So, uh, yeah, you may you may host your uh, platform here, but uh, we are going to monitor it. <laughs> like holy shit! Like it, boy, howdy! If they thought that if they thought that they may have been compromised, fucking posting that shit in America. Imagine how how disappointed they're going to be when they find out exactly how much of uh, Putin's finger they have decided to receive up their bum. Oh my god! Like yeah, the idea that you are going to uh, be in you—you uh, you had to send them your driver's license and like your other personal information to get verified on Parler, and now Russian servers have your driver's license and like other personal information. They might even have their social security numbers. So it's like, I hope you oh my god. imagine the fever dream of uh, the, the the next election. And uh, the this time around, it's 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 the liberals uh, fucking talking about the secret Russian servers with all the incriminating dirt on the conservatives. <laughs> but this time, it's true. 
Oh, it'd be so great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so ridiculous that like Hashtag really are... the tape. <laughs> hey, it's loud. Oh, I mean, oh, it's over, do I it. don't know. I I don't know what we'll do if the P tape ever comes out. Like, we'll have to like I'll put on a mask and we can live stream watching it on whatever platform would. <laughs> would have us i knew you weren't going to say it but for a second i hoped you're gonna be like i'll put on a mask i'll put on a mask on and uh get peed on <laughs> i was like wow sarge is really excited about the existence of the p tape oh yeah man. We're, we're gonna do a live reenactment of it where it's gonna be great uh, it's gonna be like the fucking uh the ice bucket challenge but uh for a different cause i guess golden shower challenge the yeah. shucking and jiving trump and the what's left of the gop or the patriot party We'll have to do if the P tape ever comes out. Oh my god! It's Christmas, yellow Christmas, (laughs) yellow Christmas. Oh my god! That's what comes after Red October, right? (laughs) Yeah, Red October leads to Yellow Christmas. Oh my god! With with beige November in the middle. (laughs) Yellow Christmas. There's there's our first merch. Yes. Oh man. First, we have we have so much merch in the kitty already between yeah. put a raisin on it and fucking oh, storm oh, wave and storm wave. wave storm. The epic debate of storm wave versus wave storm rages on in my heart. Uh, wave storm sounds like a transformer. Yes. Got a problem? Well, what, what, what are you trying to tell me, little man? You don't like transformers? <laughs> wave storm, the racist, conspiracy-minded transformer. Check out my 1776 protocols, says Wavestorm. <laughs> what does Wavestorm turn into? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm stuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I, was, I was trying too hard. That's why I pitched it to you. I was like, God, what is the, the, the new modern Megatron will turn into an assault rifle, and then uh, Wavestorm turns into a bump stock to make him extra lethal. <laughs> She's like, I, I need to have Wavestorm around. Otherwise, how am I supposed to defend my family? She's like, how many, yes. shots, how many shots per minute do you need to defend your family, dog? Oh, God. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so ridiculous. I what mean, a new thing, huh? God. Uh, so, uh, so uh, I, could, I could bring this back. Ghislaine Maxwell had a uh, kind of an impromptu live stream. Did you see this? Uh, no, I had not seen it. So w- they were going through a hearing for her to decide what documents in her court case would be unsealed. Because the, the, right now the debate is on like everything to prosecute her uh, involving her massive child sex crimes. They are declassifying so everyone can see it. But they're keeping sealed all the records on her. The, this is what this hearing was debating. They're keeping sealed everything involving her personal sex life with consenting adults, not all the child sex. Uh, illegal, illegal child sex. But in the middle of this hearing... <laughs> as, as opposed to that extra legal child sex that we talk about so often on the podcast? It depends on what kind of um, So, I, I feel like it's... <laughs> Sorry, I, I keep derailing you by, by having the scales fall in my eyes at the horror of the world. <laughs> um so in the middle of this this court hearing over Zoom or whatever web service they were using the court reporter turns to the judge and goes someone involved in this is live streaming this 
on YouTube and 14,000 QAnon followers were in this YouTube live stream demanding to save our children, free our children now. And they kept mentioning Popcorn Day, which I'm going to need some explanation explanation for. I mean, it shouldn't be any surprise that 14,000 QAnon people piled into a live stream featuring Giselle Maxwell or whatever, because uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume about 50 of those people just heard that name and live stream and thought they were getting some of that CP that they crave. I've always said this, and I don't think I can get in trouble for saying it because I'm not saying any specific person, but, you know, I think a lot I think a lot of these QAnon people protest a little too much, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, absolutely, on that front. There's a lot of projection in this movement. It's like how all of these virulent uh, preachers who hate homosexuality always end up getting caught with uh, a male prostitute at some point in their lives. It's just like... A ma- male prostitute where... if we're lucky. Yes. <laughs> At least, mean, at least that is, in theory, another consenting adult just doing sex work. I mean, I, like a lot of the time they're caught fucking, you know, behind the pews with like one or more of their flock getting their flock on. Yeah. But uh, like Popcorn Day w- was a big QAnon thing because uh, it's the mantra of enjoy the show. You're watching a movie. So they have all these memes of like Pepe's eating popcorn. Oh, and- and they and they love it. And national- why didn't you tell us this earlier, Mike? How fucking dare you? We could have been selling Q braided popcorn this whole time. Ugh, I and like movie theater markup prices. We could have taken like regular Jiffy Pop and just like screen printed like a Q on it and sold it for like eight dollars a bag. I don't. I didn't know I could be more disappointed in Q and QAnon, but here I am. Yeah. So it's just him saying they're going to eat popcorn while the storm's happening. And enjoy yes, the show. Yep, it really is. And and January nineteenth is National Popcorn Day. That is the official holiday of January nineteenth. And it just so happens that January nineteenth directly precedes January twentieth, which is when presidents get sworn in in America. So QAnon thought this was like some sort of like awesome kawinky dink where of course we're they enjoy popcorn on the nineteenth, and then Trump gets in on the twentieth. Oh, and so today was new popcorn day, right? And it yeah, all so, happened. Yeah, so today was we're out of popcorn. Now it's time to watch the president get sworn in. Oh, my God, it's actually Biden and not Trump. What the hell? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Joe Biden. Joe Biden <laughs> charges to the ring. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was amazing how, how little uh, how, how little storm waving was happening today. Uh, almost as if, though. All of Q's predictions were always easily debunked and never going to come true. Yeah, almost as if what? How many National Guard are there standing guard over the legally elected president? Oh yes. Well, the one thing. My favorite, my favorite thing, my favorite little moment in all of this, right before the inauguration, is as I'm watching all these different like uh, feeds of QAnon chuckle uh, chuckle pucks uh, ruining themselves. There's this one guy, uh, Truth Hammer, uh, who's been banned from Twitter a million times, and he was on Telegram. I, yeah, I love their names. Their names are just like so ridiculous. Like every oh, time I hear a QAnon like grifter's name, all I can think of is the scene from Guardian of the Galaxy two, where Rocket is just laughing at Taser Face, the yeah. the guy who thinks his name is a badass that he made up. 
my favorite is probably that praying medic goober because when I read his name, I imagine being like on like a battlefield and like like a shell just went off next to you and your like guts are spilling out and then like this guy runs over and he kneels next to you and he pulls out his medical bag and like oh thank God a medic's a medic's here and then he opens up his bag and it's just like some holy water and a Bible and he's just like oh heavenly Father who art in heaven please put this person's guts inside their body and you're just like no I, I need the medic part I, I need you to put these guts inside my body with science he's like, don't worry. <laughs> The Lord has this one. I only yeah, ever yelled. I got so like in <laughs> in movie fashion, I only ever yelled medic once. I was standing road guard during the morning run where they closed down the main uh, road in the base and everyone runs up and down it. And this guy collapsed right in front of me. I was just like, medic. And right then a whole unit, like literally 30 guys goes, Yes, and they all just turned at once, and it was a medic unit doing their morning run, and they all just, 30 guys just peeled off and came over, and they're like, oh, we love this. <laughs> None of them prayed. None of them prayed over the guy. I like still think about that to this day, and I was like, why did I yell medic? Because <laughs> uh, you were trained to by movies. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing that, uh, as a quick aside to praying medic before I go back to Mr. Uh, Truth Hammer or, oh, yeah, honestly, Truth Hammer. or honestly Buzzsaw or whatever we want to call him, uh, one of praying medic's origin stories is that uh, he believes that like he literally had the ability to bring people back from the dead when he was an EMT. So like if you were in the back of the ambulance and you were in not good shape, like his touch could literally bring you back from the from the brink. He could make you walk away from the light and back to humanity. But he would literally he would talk to God before he did it because he didn't want to bring someone back if they didn't deserve it or if they weren't worthy of his powerful gift. So he's just like, dear God, what should I do? And God's just like, give him that adrenaline, bro. And he's like, cool. And then he injects him with the adrenaline that saves their life. And he's just like, you have God to thank for that. And it's like, didn't you do training? And he's just like, no. God told me to become a medic, and uh, when I told them that at the hospital, they were like, well, if God said it, I mean, fucking strap in. L, what's the what's the challenge rating roll on that? This is a cleric spell, right? Cleric spell to do what? Bring people back from the dead? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it depends. If you still have their body, like I'm assuming you're you're doing in the back of a, an ambulance, it would be... Uh, if it's within 10 minutes, it would be like a third or fourth level spell. I can't remember. But uh, usually raised dead, I think, is fifth. Oh, so praying medic's a high level. He's Well, revivify, I believe, is third or fourth. I can't remember off the top of my head because I don't use it very often. But re- revivify is a thing, and it's slightly less. But that you have to get, you have to have their body. You have to get within within 10 minutes. God has to say it's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so he's describing his cleric spells. Yes. Uh, so that is, and he also had a story about like how he like uh, got rid of some guy's headache at a um, at a su- supermarket or something. He was hanging out with his kid. They were was talking. Aspirin aisle. Like I have no idea. It, it, it like he has a lot of very weird stories in his in his life as a huckster snake oil salesman before he became a huckster QAnon decoder grifter dirtbag. Yeah, but, um, but before before he was praying medic, he was the humble Gregory House. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, anyways, Truth Hammer, it was awesome watching this and reading this fucking shit this guy was posting because he was posting this like whole yarn about how 
uh, the military had to wait until exactly noon to cuff and stuff Biden because Trump would then be out of office and there wouldn't be a legal president in that tiny window of time. And it was (laughs) in that moment that the Joint Chiefs of Staff could strike and they could take down Biden and Harris and the Obamas and everybody else. And the best part about this was, is he was posting this shit at like 1140 or 1130, but it was like, it was within like a half hour window of when things were going to happen. So he, so after he said all of this shit where he mapped out all of this stuff in agonizing detail, he immediately backpedaled and was like, now I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm just saying, because it's really hard to own your shit and like give your spicy hot take when you know, you're going to get called out on it in like 20 minutes you know that it's going to look really bad for you when your prediction is going to fail in practical real time. So you got to be like, Hey, hey, disclaimer, disclaimer. I didn't call this. Like, I'm just saying if this happens, I was right. But if it doesn't happen, I wasn't wrong. Uh, Respect is not the right word. So let's just say that I, I appreciate the Q people that as soon as the jig was up, just went to their stupid message boards and were just like, Oh, well, I guess, uh, guess the jig is up and, uh, we got fucking heckin' bamboozled. So, it's been a fun ride, everyone, but Q was obviously bullshit. And then having them be dogpiled on true believers that are just like, you just don't know the secret truth. Wait until the day of blood is upon us. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, that's going on right now. That is like kind of the battle that's being waged by uh, these clowns. Um, you, uh, Ron so we're, Ron- seeing the, we're seeing the splintering happen that we like – thought out earlier not thought out god uh but yeah that the, we like projected one of, one of the theories of like what would happen to q the, the splintering starting to happen yeah i mean you have the true believers who are just not going to let go of trump you're not going to let go of trump i'm seeing people talking about like how did you see how happy the trumps were when they left and it was like no they weren't they were actually kind of miserable uh they didn't look great at all and they're like yeah, the Trumps were like happy when they were leaving office. You could tell they know something's going on. It's all going to work out. And then you have like kind of like the middle ground people who are like, well, my faith wasn't in Q anyways. My faith is in God. And it's going to, I'm, I'm putting in my trust in God. And we're going to figure it out. We're, it's all going to work. And then, um, meanwhile, Biden is being like fucking inaugurated with multiple pastors hand on a giant family Bible. Like, (laughs) you know, if, if God had a problem, he had plenty of opportunity to step in and stop it. Yeah. And Biden, Biden's a Catholic too. So he has extra God. Yeah. Uh, he's, He's got, he's got regular God. And then he gets to sort of worship all of those saints, even though the commandments tell him that that's expressly forbidden, but Catholics just ignore that part. And so, Yeah. I've ne- I mean, I've never, you know, I've never really understood Catholicism because they're just like, we have to venerate Saint whoever. And it's just like, sort of seems like you're building graven images to this not God. And they're just like, sh- sh- don't worry about it. St. Patrick was a saint. And it's just like, <laughs> have to make him a God. <laughs> anyway, what do I know? I'm just a silly atheist. LOL. Shrug emoji. Shrug <laughs> emoji. But, uh... <laughs> dances off stage yeah that, that. oh god yeah they, and my i think my favorite uh well there's there, my two favorite reactions from the major QAnon grifters uh today uh joe m uh pretty much co- is calling for armed rebellion and the overthrow of the american government 
which is awesome because Joe had called so many shots and talked so much shit going into this thing about how if Biden gets in, then Q failed and I'll live stream my cult deprogramming. At one point, he was like, if Biden gets in, I'll tell everybody that poker and politics is smart and intelligent and sexy. And it's like, dude, dude, you didn't yeah, say that. Yeah, he, he, I was like, dial back on the sexy. We both know that I could I could lose a few pounds. That's You're why bringing you, sexy back. That's cool. Damn right. Uh, they're, they're I mean, just, 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 just look at the ladies that Trump is pulling. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. you should just read yeah. The Art of the Deal. Oh, so, yeah. The Art of the Deal. The Art of the Sealing the Deal, more like it. Am I right, guys? Hey, <laughs> Trump, the pickup artist, a.k.a. the guy who just pays women money for sex because that's what he does. Uh, I mean that that is a valid way to pick up women in places where that's legal. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, turns, it turns out that that transaction is incredibly simple. <laughs> like, me, me want sex, me have money, and then they're just like, okay, well, I'm willing to have sex with you and take your money. It's just like this good, and then boom, transaction over. Why is this illegal again? Uh, because because Puritans settled half of America at the start of America's creation, which uh, kind of fucked our nation up royally the whole way. Yeah, just look at Ben Shapiro. Yes. Oh, God. Ben Ben Shapiro spends more time wandering around a desert than the Jews. (laughs) My my partner has been watching videos breaking down uh, Ben Shapiro's sister's YouTube channel. What a lovely family. What a just genuinely great and nice family. And the thing about Ben Shapiro, much like so many of these QAnon people, is that he was someone who, like, failed at Hollywood and then just decided to get angry about it, that uh, society didn't give him a white man uh, the success and fame he was owned owed for having white skin and a penis. Uh, his, his sister toes of the line, too. If you if you want to just be nauseated, go to, I think it's like Classic Woman. Oh God! And, yeah, that's and, that. That would that, that'd be the name of Ben Shapiro's sister's uh, channel. Absolutely. And there's <laughs> there's a great theory that Ben Shapiro's sister is just him with a wig because it looks like him with a wig. Uh, it's it, that'd it's be just awesome. his face, but with long hair. Uh, so yeah, um, Neon Revolt. Uh, he got exposed. As, he's a QAnon promoter. He got exposed, and he is a failed screenwriter. Uh, the QAnon sh- shaman is a failed actor. All of these people are just trying to make it and they can't make it like the the normal way so they go the right wing grift way to try to get their celebrity status achieved oh, the the QAnon shaman is technically a navy vet do you know why he got kicked out of the navy i can't wait to find out he refused to take the anthrax vaccine we because okay. he was in roughly the the same time as i was and we had to get the anthrax vaccine because uh people had it at that time and uh he so he got kicked out of the navy for refusing uh to take the anthrax vaccine and to me that sounds like they were looking for a reason to kick him out because you have those people in your unit that are just the like just a mess and a nightmare and usually command is looking for a way to get rid of them and normally like i remember you could sign a deal and just like you could not take the anthrax vaccine there was something i don't remember the particulars so can you take this vaccine because it will interfere with the magic in my underwear yeah and he gets he gets to stay in jail until after the inauguration they decided that 
he was just a little too spicy to be let out of jail. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a lot of uh, I, I know that we were we were worrying uh, as the 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 terrorist attack was happening. Like, you know, it was just like, oh, I want to see these people arrested, but I want it to happen after Trump's out of office because uh, we don't want him to pardon any of those cats. Well, I don't think any of us predicted exactly how fast <laughs> the tide was going to turn on Trump after the Boogaloo Boys and whatnot decided to do their Civil War II dry run, uh, because it turns out that there was no way in hell Trump was going to pardon any of those idiots. Yeah, I I thought for a minute he might uh, snap up some of them, and I thought for a minute he might pardon Joe Exotic. I was genuinely worried that would happen. Oh who, man, uh, who even so knows? You had you you had a bit of information about the Joe Exotic uh, failed pardon, as it were. Sorry, <laughs> Joe Joe's uh, friends and family. I don't know whoever he has left spent thousands of dollars on a media campaign to get Trump's attention to get a pardon. And Joe was so certain, like every if you've seen the the Netflix uh, documentary, you know what he's like. He was so certain he was getting a Trump pardon that he hired a limo to wait outside the the jail uh, for his inevitable Trump pardon. It did not come. The limo did. The pardon. The limo, the limo was there. Sadly, it left without Joe Exotic. That like it's really funny that in the eleventh hour, in this final moment, you had so many different people uh, begging Trump for pardons. QAnon was just out of their minds wanting pardons for uh, Julian Assange. And there was a lot of uh, people requesting that Edward Snowden get pardons. And so you just had all these people trying to aggressively parasite Trump, who is on his way out and no one likes him and he's a lame duck. And then the next thing you know, he does nothing for anybody. He pardons like little Wayne and some other people like arbitrarily. And what did, what did um, little Wayne do that he needed a pardon? That I have no idea, uh, but apparently he needed to get sprung for his crimes, and Trump was willing to do him a solid, which is so weird. Every, everybody wants a black friend so they can pretend they're not racist. Lil Wayne is now Trump's black friend, so remember that the next time you want to appreciate some Lil Wayne music. What did, what did Lil Wayne do? Like, uh, it, what's really odd about it is that, like, there was that moment in why, why, why Lil Wayne and not Bobby Shmurda? Sorry, that's that's a, <laughs> a hip hop thing. <laughs> but it's like there was that moment in time where Trump became kind of obsessed with his pardon power and was like, "Hey, I can do this. I can just spring people from jail whenever I want. This is wild." And he was like meeting with like these, with, with these like prison reform activists and other black leaders. And he was just kind of like, Hey, whatever. And you would have thought that like, if this was a thing he was going to do, he would have done it like before the election as like a form of outreach for the African-American community to be like, Hey, I'm getting these people out of jail for you guys. I'm putting in work for you. Oh, L- little Wayne was found to be carrying guns and bullets on a private, when his private plane was searched in Miami last year and he also he faced 10 years for federal weapons charges uh oh. and he also granted clemency to kodak black who i haven't heard of who um that that's my favorite my, my my favorite out of production film is kodak black uh <laughs> he also faced uh weapons charges he was sentenced to almost four years in jail for making a false statement to buy a firearm. So they both faced uh, 
weapons charges, and both were granted clemency by the president. Oh, thank God. Our benevolent God Emperor on his way out the door showing his tender mercy to those who need it most. He still managed to execute that woman that was on death row for, like, you know, killing her rapist or whatever, though. So good good for her. Oh, they, no, they they killed the, the oh, woman. Oh, no. She, did, did, was she the she one who cut, cut a baby, baby out of someone? Out. Yeah. They, but, it, but it was because she had mental health issues yes. stemming from systemic abuse from her father and all that. Okay, yeah. But she did kill a woman by cutting the baby out of her. So. Oh, I'm not saying that Trump should have pardoned her. I'm just saying that maybe somebody who is in that spot mentally maybe 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 prison for life is good enough <laughs> maybe actual mental health services but not you know yeah, freedom. Not, not freedom because she did do that thing but maybe maybe not murder maybe just treatment in prison forever Me- mental health your mental health is never your fault but it is your responsibility so there you go the more you know rainbow yeah Nailed it. That was, a, that was a, one of the weirdest things that was happening at the end of the Trump presidency was uh, like getting the federal executions up and running again. And this bizarre uh, juggling act of pardons and murder. Yes. <laughs> and, and then you had like Bill Barr or, or someone was like trying to make it so the federal government could execute people by firing squad again. Like that was like a big thing that they were trying to like wedge in at the last moments of the Trump presidency. And it's like, what the fuck? Why does this matter to anybody? Like when you kill somebody, they're dead. Do you really need to have to like tie them to a pole and have like six guys like shoot them? And then like those guys are traumatized for life because they just murdered somebody. I mean, yeah. What, Sergeants of many minds on execution. Uh, but well, the way that works is some people are given blanks and some are given real bullets and they don't know which one's which. So you, it gets to be a question in your mind. Am I the one that shot him? Uh, but the military still has it on the books. Don't you worry. Yeah. I, 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 I love the idea of that. that some people have blanks. And some people have real bullets. So like you literally all have to like aim in the same spot that way. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, if it was you or not, because like, if you're like, I'm going to shoot this guy, like, I don't know on the low left side and then boom. And then nothing happens. You're like, Oh God, I didn't do it. Yeah, you're, you're you're the you're the guy who's who shots like when you're firing down range, always pull like up and to the right, and then you're like assigned to this firing squad. Then like the fucking top left quadrant of that guy's head explodes, and everyone knows it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you're, you're standing there with like your smoking rifle, just being oh, like, yeah. it anyone? It could have been anyone. <laughs> you're, you're the guy in the hot dog costume going, "Hey, anyone could have done this." I don't know. Oh. Um. Yeah. This is the definition of gallows humor. Good for us. We really got there. Yes. <laughs> the, the, truly the bleakest of humor. Uh, going back to the uh, exaltations of the QAnon promoters who are desperately trying to keep this this ball rolling now as they watch so many of their flock just running out the back of the church in droves. Are they are they all on parlor? I, it's so hard to say it with a Russian accent. Parlor. Uh Parlor is really, yeah. <laughs> just just admit, try try to make it sound like you've got marbles in the back of your throat. Par- parlor. That, yeah, that, that's, how, uh, that, that's how uh, that's how the character in Rounders did it. <laughs> Good old John Malkovich. Oh God! Welcome uh, to our free speech platform. All right, John Malkovich. We're both doing Borat. We're both. I mean. I mean, I, I tried to do like the the problem is that John Malkovich's Russian accent in Rounders is so bad that trying to replicate, trying to replicate it always just sounds like you're really swinging for the fences to do a bad Russian accent, and it's like no, I was trying to do the real thing. 
Do, yeah, like, don't you know, tread on me. Yeah, do, uh, do not tread on me. Oh, you're Teddy KGB at this point. Like it's, uh, I actually saw some behind the scenes footage where, like, literally after the first take of Teddy KGB doing his bullshit, uh, Matt Damon is just looking at Malkovich like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like everyone else is like loving it, but like Damon's like that. That was like the fucking what the fuck was that? And then Malkovich pulls him in and leans into him, and he just says, I'm a terrible actor. And then they just go to the next take where Malkovich is like, look, I'm just going to choose scenery and do this terrible accent and just roll with it, man, because I don't know I don't know how to do this any better than what I'm doing. So what, uh, what, are, the, what are the grifters doing over in Parlor? Uh, so I can't – Parlor is like really hit or miss at this point. So like most of the grifters are on Gab because it's a little more stable. Mm. But uh, – Utah, uh, Utah, that who was like, uh, uh, I feel bad for Utah because he was an up and rising grifter, and now this has happened. Although <laughs> you knew, I mean, you knew January twentieth was going to be kind of hit, kind of hard, Utah. You knew that you were only going to get like five minutes, that five months of that sweet, sweet grift before the yeah. The, the, this was this was like betting on like the fucking the the horse that is the favorite to come in last or whatever to win the thing. You're just like, all right, I'm going to make all my bold fucking predictions. January twentieth is the hard out, and if my shit doesn't come true, then like it probably isn't that I'm kind of fucked. But in the tiny percent chance that it is right, then boy, howdy, I'm going to be a genius. And I'm going to I'm going to really ride that rocket to the top. Yeah. The thing that I love about uh, Utah is that he just went all great pumpkin on us. He was just like, Q is still real. There are still 200,000 sealed indictments. It's all true. And it's all going to happen someday. Just you watch. And he's just Linus. He's just Linus in the pumpkin patch, just waiting for it to happen. And he's begging everybody else to lie in the pumpkin patch with him. And I just look at this and I'm like, well, doesn't what happened here just like if Q is real and what you say has happened and there are the sealed indictments and all this shit, what's the mechanism? How does it still work? Because like Q is out of power now. I mean, the bad guys either know who he is or they've cut him off and he's isolated and the bad guys aren't going to execute the 200,000 sealed indictments now. Those are all quashed. They're all gone. They're, no one's going to deliver those. The Biden the DOJ ain't going to authorize that shit. So, like, what good is any of this? Like, you're basically saying that, like, look, guys, it was true. We were about to win, but then we lost. And I don't understand how that's a good thing. Like, why would you be in favor of admitting that you almost did it, but you didn't? So QAnon fucked around and got the Game of Thrones ending. They got an ending so bad that it ruined the whole show. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is this is it. I mean, you're just you're watching so many of these guys now just trying to find a way to uh be the clown that's doing the juggling act in front of the car crash where there's like no guys, it's cool. This is fine. We're making it work. Like, uh, Praying Medic had a photo of, like, giant storm clouds over the Capitol building. And he was just like, beautiful sky over D.C. today. And the, like, and then um, Jordan Sather was talking about something where he's like, even if Biden gets sworn in, like, there's these things that can happen in the next 24 to 72 hours are going to be wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you post something uh, about that on Twitter that someone, they, they've already, they'd been moving the field goals, as it were, uh, already but someone kicked it out to 70 they can't arrest biden until he's been in office for 72 hours 
Yeah, this. Oh, there was the, there was that. Uh, someone else had a thing like a couple of weeks ago where they were like, Biden can't get arrested until he's been paid for the job. Uh, <laughs> when, he, when he gets his first check as president, that's when the crime is real. Can you give me a, yeah, you give me a quick list of some goon is just going to walk up to Joe Biden directly after he gets sworn in and hand him a big briefcase for no reason, and then it's just like, ha ha! Finally, our time to seize him. <laughs> Someone's going to because simultaneously, because simultaneously, the cabal is all powerful and also incredibly dumb. Oh God! It, yeah, it's it's all sign eight of the signs of fascism. The, 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 it is is all of these things. The cabal rules the world, but is so inept that they could fall for the dumbest trap. I, like, this this whole week has been nothing but this buildup that. Um, January 6th, which was bad and was all Antifa doing bad things and we all hated it, but then QAnon would also pivot on a dime to this bullshit about how uh, all of the troops that came pouring in after the sack of D.C., that was Q-Team's final move and um, this this massive army was waiting and the fence that was being put around uh, the inaugural area all of that was to trap Biden and Obama and all the deep state, and then they were all going to get arrested. And there was this, uh, and there, there, there was all these memes about how the inauguration was a trap that they were luring the deep state into. And they, once they walked inside that gate, once they walked behind that barbed wire covered fence, they were sealing their fates, that it was all over, that if they wanted the presidency, they had to risk everything. And it's like, no, that's that's not how the presidency works. You can, you can be sworn in fucking anywhere. Uh, you don't have to go to a physical place and be sworn in at a sacred location to be president. Lyndon Johnson was sworn in on Air Force One at Love Field in Dallas after Kennedy was murdered. Don't uh, you know the presidency is like uh, immortal Highlander style? It has to be in one spot. If Trump runs in and cuts his head off now, lightning will erupt from biden's body and if, if, trump, if trump ran in from offstage with a broadsword and got to biden and decapitated him i would accept trump's second term <laughs> if, 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 if donald trump in all of his doughy orange glory managed to punk all of the secret service agents and other people around to decapitate joe biden live on television with a broadsword he would be my president <laughs> he would have earned it. He would, he would have I could won. probably cut that. It has to be a special broadsword, though. It can't be any one from like a martial arts supply store. He has yeah. to go pull it out of a rock or something. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the crappier the sword is, the more impressive it is if you can get Biden's head off in one in one clean swipe. <laughs> but not that, not that I don't need violence against our new president for the FBI. They're listening. This is a purely hypothetical Highlander style situation. Yes. <laughs> Much, much like Alex Jones gets red in the face for twenty minutes, screaming about how he wants to kill his enemies, and then adds in, "I mean, kill them politically," and and that absolves him of all blame for all of the. Uh, we know we know Biden is secretly a lizard person and can only be destroyed with the de- decapitation. So, yes, uh, I saved it, and, and certainly not just waiting a week or two because, man, like when when he. When he was like in the audience before, when he got up and, and delivered his speech, his speech for the most part was great. Uh, and like, you know, good for them. Uh, there must have been a tremendous amount of pressure on his like speech writing team for, for this inauguration. Uh, but in all the moments where he was sitting down with his mask on and his like thin hair wispily blowing in the wind, he looked like the second oldest person 
uh, in the DC area at that time. And I say second because the first oldest looking person in that crowd was fucking Bernie Sanders. Dude, any Bernie bro, after looking at Bernie Sanders today during uh, d- during the events of today, like that wants to come at me and just be like, this man should be our president. I'm going to be like, you are on drugs. Like Bernie Sanders might have some good ideas, but he looks like somebody's great grandpa. <laughs> like he, he showed up wearing a frumpy jacket and some big like woolen mittens and looked like at any moment he was going to die from exposure in the 40 degree heat. I was like, wow, Bernie Sanders, g- like just live the rest of your life in a tube or something. Continue to get your message out there, but do not be in public anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with him not being president and instead being the head of the Senate uh, Budgetary Committee. Yes, I uh, think he can do just a bit more good there. I, I'm I'm fully in favor of having like actual people that like want to try to like rein back in like the uh, bullshit system of like quote unquote capitalism that we have in America these days. So like having Bernie and Liz Warren like like as watchdogs in that spot is like very good in my mind. Um, Mike, we've yeah. done a little forecasting, but what? What do you what do you think the next two years until the midterm elections looks like for Q? I know it's a big question, but give give me like your insider. You've been deep in the trenches with Q. This is it. Like the the storm happened. What what is broadly what does the next two years look like for them? Uh, I mean, it's really gonna be it's gonna be like who wins this power struggle pivot. Like you're going to have. Um, the people they believe in, like Trump, like Sidney Powell, like uh, Lynn Wood, like General Flynn, you're going to have the people they believe in, like doing stuff. And Lord knows, like what, what Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Lauren Bobert and these other like uh, luminaries of the QAnon movement are pushing for. But you're just going to have like this push and pull from like all these different way, all these different people. And is Trump going to be seriously going to try to get the Patriot Party up and running? Are they going to try to do a Tea Party co-opt takeover of the GOP from the inside? Um, I do think that there's absolutely going to be uh, QAnon grifters and true believers running for office in 2022. And I think that's like kind of like this is where it gets like scary in a way, because in midterm elections, most people don't turn out and vote. Like the people that vote in midterms are like the hardcore true believers that get out there because they want to do stuff. So um, this is where you get uh, people that are unpalatable to uh, polite society worming their way into office. And then it's very hard to get them out once they're in there because the power of incumbency and whatnot, will you? Like, uh, like Ted Cruz got in in a midterm as a Tea Party insurgent. Uh, Abbott, the current governor of Texas, was supposed to be the establishment guy. He was supposed to be the guy that won that seat. And Ted Cruz stole it from him. And now America is stuck with Ted Cruz, Tea Party moron. And I'm sure if you like look up like Ted Cruz's like electoral history, the amount of votes he got in the Texas primary in like 2010 or whatever it was, it probably wasn't a ton of votes. So like that group, that tiny group of people is why we have this like boil on the ass of America for like the last like 12 odd years, because like this is what happens when um, the establishment nominates someone who 
can fall victim to an insurgent campaign against that guy. And like, so you, think, the- you think more and more fracturing and then there's just, it's like the final scene of Jet Li's The One, where it's just people climbing up this pyramid to try and claim the top spot while one guy keeps kicking them off, whoever's on top at the moment. Oh, I think it's like something like that. The one thing that I really think the Republicans have to be worried about, even if like the Patriot Party doesn't happen, which would, uh, I think a lot of the revenue streams that Trump uh, uses that spigot would get turned off very quickly if uh, he ever dared actually make that move. Um, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Like the real problem is like these Tea Party people when they would lose an insurgency challenge to whoever it was, um, they would um, just be like, "Yeah, I lost. Them as the breaks." I understand for like the good of the um, party and America, I will concede my election to that person. But the T- the QAnon people, like, imagine if Marco Rubio, because uh, he's up for re-election in 2022. How dare imagine you ask me to imagine Marco Rubio? I'm I'm a terrible person, but yeah. Uh, so uh, think like of like you're a turtle person. Yes. So think of Marco Rubio running for re-election in 2022 against like sociopathic QAnon true believing nut or grifter who's scamming people. And Rubio wins the primary like 65-35 or whatever because QAnon doesn't have that big a pull or whatever in a, to win a statewide election. And then Rubio gives his victory speech. He's like, and now on the general election to beat the evil Democrat. And then the QAnon sociopath who lost the primary is like, I'm not conceding to, to Rubio. This shit was rigged. He used the voting machines on me. Fuck that guy. And then he – tells his followers to stay home or vote third party or to write him in. And now Rubio has gone from like probably a five point favorite to beat the Democrat and winning reelection to now like down five to eight points against the token Democrat because this QAnon nut refuses to release his voters to him. And like some of them might be like, hey, we got to vote for Rubio. We got to do the right thing. But he's literally just going to have this nut spending the rest of the campaign screaming that Rubio robbed him, that Rubio fucked him over and fuck democracy, fuck this bullshit, fuck everybody. (laughs) So I just think that like the fact that you're not going to have these um, QAnon promoters 
playing the, the go along the get along role, the being like tea party bros, as it were, that instead they're going to just be shitheads that are never going to accept a, a loss in an election as being legitimate is like really dangerous for the, for the Republicans. And uh, I actually looked up Ted Cruz's history and it was in 2012 and he beat some guy named Dave Dewhurst. And it was like 600,000 votes for Ted Cruz, basically. So like 600,000 people in Texas is why we're stuck with this fucking asshole. So thanks. Thanks, tiny sliver of the Texas population. How many people like live in Texas? Like 20 million or something? I mean, like, holy shit. Eh, I wouldn't call most of them people. Uh, so spinoff question from, uh, yeah, that's right. Take that, Texas. Uh, spinoff question for this one, though. So in X amount of years, like prob- probably not four because the incumbent's usually pretty pretty easy in the saddle. But uh, in X amount of years, do you think we're going to look back? on uh, these times and weirdly say like man thank god for QAnon like because QAnon showed up and fucked up the Republican Party but good now it's smooth sailing for the good guys like uh that's like the, the real question is like how does it work on the front of does it actually splinter the Republicans or do the Republicans just become even more insane and somehow manage to stay uh, effective enough to win statewide and national elections. Like that, like if QAnon either breaks the Republican party, that's awesome. If QAnon actually pulls the Republican party so far to the right that they can't win the presidency, even with the electoral college, because they're just like so fucking toxic and shitty that, it turns like uh, basically the next two, the, the two closest states after, the, besides all the states that Biden won, the next two closest that Trump won were North Carolina and Florida. And like, let's say like those two states, like stay flip blue uh, and then Texas behind them. But if like that happened where like the Republicans like can no longer count on North Carolina and Florida, they already lost pretty badly. Biden got over 300 electoral votes and you only need 270 to win. So it's like, if, the Democrat like map is now like almost like two, 300 in like 50 electoral votes because of Florida and North Carolina. Now it's just like, holy shit, like what are we going to do? At that point, the Republican Party would have to take a, like a serious look into the mirror and be like, okay, we're fucked now. Like we have to actually do something different or we can't win the presidency anymore. I mean, they're able to dial back from here. That, 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 that's the real, the real question is like, I don't think they're going to dial back in 2024. I mean, Trump's order so, definitely aren't what, 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 whatever, whatever Trump ends up doing now that he's out of office, he's going to bring that base of like Q loyalist wackadoos with him. So if he, if he makes a new party, like even if it's like a tiny sliver of the Republican party, I mean, considering how quote unquote close these elections have been, thanks to the electoral college, it seems like even a tiny sliver is enough to maybe move the line. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, I don't think the Republicans are going to normalize for 2024 because they look at this. They're like, yeah, Biden won by like eight million votes in the popular, but that doesn't matter. He really won by like 40, 50,000 votes in the Electoral College. And if a few things broke our way, we could have got it done. But if in 2024, if you have like Patriot Party bullshit or if you have Republicans like sitting out because they didn't get their binky or whatever, will you? If the Republicans actually get crushed, like, badly in 2024, where the Electoral College, like, kind of reflects a popular vote, 
I think that's the moment when like there's going to have to be a lot of soul searching in the Republican Party about like where we go forward from here. Like, what do we actually do? Because how racist can we be? Yeah, like how racist can we be while still keeping our billionaire overlords who are the actual people we really care about? How do we keep them placated and happy so they keep handing us piles of money? so that we can at least like potentially show them that we can win office and get them their tax cuts. Because, I mean, the thing is, is that when Trump won, the Republicans had the trifecta. They had the House, the Senate, and and the presidency. And basically, the only thing they really did with it was like uh, slop off the individual mandate from Obamacare and pass a tax cut. And then pretty much that was their entire agenda. If a wall. Oh yeah, the, that the, the the wall that I think Trump managed to get like three more miles of new wall built during his entire term in office. Every other dollar that was went to the wall was like repair repairing old wall. We and, haven't like, talked once about second impeachment. Uh, whatever. Dog, dog got impeached again, and now he's not the president anymore. So whatever. Well, we talked about second impeachment at the end of the listener question podcast. We did bring it up. Oh, did uh, we? Yeah, we did. But I mean, like the, the second impeachment is kind of like just on the table. The real question is, is do they convict him so he can't run in 2024? I think McConnell is pushing for that. And I really think there's a good chance it might just so they have a chance of him not mudding the waters. Come yes. Yeah, so I mean, as as team good guy, do we have to like kind of root for Trump to maybe not get convicted? <laughs> What because weird... because I, like we I mean fool me one shame on me etc like right but like it seems super duper unlikely that if Trump managed to like r- like was legally able to run again in twenty twenty four a that he would get the nomination or b that he could win the presidency but man him being around could certainly throw a monkey wrench in it maybe Donald Trump is now the good guy's greatest asset like he's just like an accidental double agent because he's a fucking buffoon and a rube. I mean, he really, he, like, he did not win them, Georgia, but he really helped. Well, well the, the big thing is, is that uh, in those uh, runoff elections, the, the, the votes that Purdue and uh, Embezzlement Lady got, were, they, had, they had less votes than what Trump got in the, in, on November 3rd. So, like, the Republican base, like, didn't show up big enough for the Republicans in that Senate race. Which and Trump told them to do. They, they, yeah. they did not come out in a bigly enough force. They, they, they did not. Huge. They did. Hugely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their lack of hugeness is why they bigly lost. Uh, and it's why in uh, 90 minutes, the Democrats will actually have control of the Senate. Because uh, that is when Ossoff and Warnock get sworn in. Was oh, that today? Yeah, that's today. And uh, Kamala Harris having already been sworn in as vice president means that she is now the tie-breaking vote. So at exactly uh, 4.30, we will have uh, Senate Majority Leader Schumer and Senate Minority Leader McConnell. uh, Never a more beautiful phrase. Um, Do we want to go over to – what kind of listener questions do we have? Do we have uh, listener questions? Uh, we're not uh, overwhelmed by them. We've got uh, we've got three delicious listener questions that I see here. So, if you want to do a little more uh, newsery before we get to them, that'd be fine. If you want to just go to the questions, also fine. The world is your oyster, Sarge. Oh boy, I don't know. 
I mean, like, uh, our new segment this week has just been kind of a horseshit potpourri of inauguration bullet points and us just wildly talking about nonsense. So, time to scatter the beam even more. That just reminded me because uh, you said inauguration potpourri, and it reminded me we were talking uh, previously about uh, Lady Gaga. Illuminati uh, agents. Oh and- yeah, we, we did. We did almost forget to talk about this. This is the oh man. So uh, Mr. Mike Rains knows a lot more about this than I do. But he years and years ago. Uh, so so secret info about L. L loves Lady Gaga. Not enough where I'm going to go out and buy her albums and stuff, but just in terms of like a pop star with some juice. Uh, I enjoy me some Lady Gaga. Uh, so uh, years and years ago, Mike hipped me to the fact that Lady Gaga was a big player in the illuminati community like conspiracy community in that they were just like oh lady gaga is like proof that the illuminati is doing like their brain control like look at her using triangles or whatever so uh uh just to get the audience caught up as to why the fuck we're so excited about uh lady gaga being at the inauguration and now i'll give it back over to mike to explain further uh yeah um when she did the Super Bowl halftime show uh, before the Super Bowl, Alex Jones declared that we were going to be seeing a satanic ritual at halftime that year because of Lady Gaga. Um, I think it was Poker Face or around that time. She had like this one photo of her with one hand covering an eye and a lightning bolt that had been like uh, super glued onto her face. And lightning bolts and eye coverings is totes Illuminati. So she drives these people up a tree. She is the most uh, Illuminati of all the celebrities around. And so her performing there was incredible. Gab, uh, Gab, who are just literally pandering to QAnon and the New World Order people in the most aggressive manner possible, had a tweet uh, about Lady Gaga appearing at the inauguration. And the tweet was, be gone, demon. And it's just like, just seeing Gab, like, leaning so hard into this bullshit, just begging QAnon followers and Illuminati people and New World Order believers, like, please come to our platform. We will let you talk about George Soros any way you want to. It's totally cool. We're all about that free speech. Just come to Gab and peddle your dumb lizard people bullshit. It's if I go to Gab, can I find the answers to the burning questions I have about the performance? Like why she was wearing that fucking house decoration sized bird pin? <laughs> like, did you see that thing? Uh, I'm sure that uh, the people that like don't give a fuck about Trump and QAnon and are just like hardcore Illuminati nuts, like uh, my boys Vigilant Citizen and Nicole for an uprising, I'm sure they have incredible decodes on Lady Gaga's dress right now. But uh, sorry, you guys aren't you guys aren't going to be cool for at least another six months while QAnon burns down and we all go back to the old Illuminati shit. So until I'm then, you, look, I'm telling you, grifters, if you're listening to this, get in touch with us. We can start Nanan tomorrow. <laughs> Been around the world, Nanan, Nanan. This is our slogan. We're coming for you, and Nanan. Think about it. I've got in level clearance because I have no level clearance because I have no levels. <laughs> we, for a second there, when you said Nanan, I was like, did we riff on like nuns anonymous? No, it was in Anon. In Anon. Okay, not none Anon. Yes. And not, anon. Not, not, not to be not to be confused with non Anon, our unleavened bread enthusiasts. <laughs> so Nanon, none Anon, and non Anon. 
Yeah. That's going to be a t-shirt of just all these different phonetics of like the Enanon things. Uh, they form the pyramid. Uh, yeah, they, they form the triangle that goes over Lady Gaga's eye and gets us over the ball. <laughs> so we can start doing adrenochrome ice luge. The letter N on the top and then a nun and then some tasty unleavened bread. It's all. It's all there. There. We, we are all of these things. And after you get that unle- unleavened bread, you put a raisin on it. So. <laughs> Hoping you guys would forget about it this episode. I already said it once this episode. What are you? What are you? What are you high? No. (laughs) That was the most defensive no I've ever heard. I don't have the option currently. Uh, Oh man. So uh, anyhow, I think uh, shoehorning in the Lady Gaga stuff (laughs) covered our uh, our newsery for the week. So we can get to the questions from the listeners, as it were. And uh, the QAnon Origins Project, which does incredible work on the early Q drops, and everyone should follow them, uh, says, uh, what's your favorite GIF going around on Q Telegram? And uh, his GIF is uh, the whole uh, uh, Gandalf scolding Frodo and telling him that a wizard arrives precisely when he means to, which is to explain why Q has yet to arrest the bad guys. And he's waiting for the perfect moment to do exactly what he wants. And uh, my answer to that is, sadly, I really haven't seen that many dumb GIFs on Telegram uh, because the main channel that I go to for that QAnon stuff, it's so spammy and so overwhelming that, like, following it, like, gives me a nosebleed. Um, The channel did have this hilarious moment where, like, right during the inauguration, the moderators paused the channel and were like, guys, we're going to pause this to give everybody a breath. Uh, Cause um, we don't think the arrests are going to happen. And uh, you all need to calm down right now. And it was just so funny watching like the grifter mods, like having to like hush their rank and file, angry, bloodthirsty mob because the bloodthirsty mob wasn't going to get what they wanted and everybody knew it. And it was time to try to deescalate a little and calm down. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I, I haven't seen any juicy, uh, like, gifts out of the queue people myself. But uh, a heroic friend of mine in one of my group chats has been posting uh, uh, tweets, like, and, and screen grabs and stuff of uh, some queue message board that's having a big meltdown, where apparently now the moderators are just straight up banning anyone who has anything negative to say about Q. They're just, <laughs> they're just like, Q is still great. And if you have any dissenting opinion based on his continued wrongness and absence, then we will ban you. And it's just like, well, uh, I thought you guys were free speech champions. You know what? You do you, boo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the only thing I can bring up as a graphical image was um, I had been hanging out in that uh, Telegram channel for like days. And then out of nowhere, uh, one of the mods posted uh, the uh, photo of the of my head photoshopped on the giant fat guy uh, naked except for his tidy whities holding his keyboard and uh, they put the um, caption we see you under that so I don't know how they knew I was there or if they even knew I was there which is like randomly trolling but the thing was is that like I'm so fucking niche and the, this giant group of QAnon people had no idea what the fucking meaning of that photo was that everyone was just riffing on it. Like, Hey guys, how'd you get that camera in my house? And Oh man, Bill Barr really let himself go. And just all this other zany hijinks. 
And then the photo of giant fat me uh, vanished from the room, never to be seen again. And it was just like this very strange moment. And it, because you would have thought that like on top of it, they would have said something like we see you poker or we see you porker or something to like, let people know that like, Hey, this asshole anti-QAnon guy's in the room and fuck him. Or they could have just like kicked me out or something. Instead, it was just, hey, continue to monitor and like copy and paste the shit we're saying here. We don't care, but we're going to let you know we know about you via this spicy Photoshop of you, buddy. I wonder how, disappoint- I wonder how disappointed they would be to find out that you're not even the fattest person on our podcast. Mm-hmm. It would be heartbreaking for them to know the truth. I mean, Sarge really let himself go after the military. My God. Yes. It's, it's me. I am the one who is fatter than Mike. <laughs> so if you want uh so in any 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 q people if you want go ahead message me i will give you a picture of myself shirtless wearing tidy white he's clutching my keyboard and then in the future you can photoshop mike's head onto my body i'll be perfect i'll be so good oh man i i i never i didn't know that you actually had tidy whiteys uh previously because you'd already stated that like tidy whiteys child boxers adult but if you want I mean, to get tidy whiteys i would go get go get some tidy whities that were too small so parts of my parts of my bulging sack would be poking out and everything we're talking about l's underwear a lot yes this is the, the yeah, dog, is can the, you know what you signed up for yeah, <laughs> yeah l's underwear corner right this is the listener question slash l erotica section of the podcast <laughs> l what makes your dick and balls feel good you know underwise uh, underwear wise like, all right cool underwise, <laughs> underwise. <laughs> you know underwise yeah, <laughs> I, I am. I am awaiting uh, posting the uh, question thread for next week's podcast and receiving a uh, tweet from Not L's uh, burner account asking that question about L's underwear. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be truly awesome. Um, what, 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 what Patreon? What Patreon tier do people need to get to before they get to see my sexy my sexy thong pics? <laughs> better, it better be a high one. No, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's at least ten dollars. That's minimum oh, ten. Oh wow! Yeah, knowing Mike, he'll be like five dollars, Smasher Poom, in the window. Two dollars, <laughs> two dollars to see L wearing fucking whale tail lingerie. <laughs> I, I bumped into the ten ball. I, I'm, they got they got to break out a crisp uh, Alexander Hamilton to get L uh, nearly naked. But, uh, uh, thanks for your question whoever asked that uh unfortunately we didn't have the best answer for you because none of us have seen that many choice uh q gifts i mean i guess if you have some fucking go ahead and yeah the q uh, community uh, sucks at memeing yes uh Shaw paul asks i was going to ask the over under on major dads going underground but he seemed to have lasted only an hour what is the longest you think major dad could go without posting on social media where where did he end up now? I I meant well, to ask you that during the uh, he's he's on they're all on Gab. Pretty much all the major QAnon uh, promoters are on Gab. Uh, they're also on Parler, but again, given Parler's like connectivity issues, yeah, inconsistency. Yeah, they're not trusting Parler enough to really get the message out. So they're it's pretty much everyone's on uh, Telegram and everyone's on uh, Gab, and then they have this. What's the one thing that's kind of like almost reassuring is the the biggest uh, channel that I don't want to name because I don't want to give it publicity and attention. The big channel that all the QAnon promoters are mods of. That's like the giant chat room. 
that room has like under a hundred thousand people in it. So like when you saw like Prang Medic have like a quarter million followers and Julian's Rum had like a hundred and thirty followers and Q Toth like a hundred thousand, and you were like, oh man, like QAnon has like a million people or so they're following it. They can't even get their biggest telegram room to six figures yet. So like that's kind of nice that the place where you can go see all your heroes still isn't really that big. Which is so, kinda kinda telling about the overall numbers of QAnon or the the tech savviness. But Yes. Because Telegram is weird. Like it's not like it's just something you can click on and go to as a in your browser. You have to download Telegram onto your desktop, then open it and then start looking through channels and shit to find stuff. It's kind of like Discord and IRC. It's like it's a weird interface to it. I, I mean, I, I'm just if I was if I was one of these racists downloading these programs onto my computer so that I could save vile shit on the internet, I would be a little worried about maybe who was making that software, who might have access to it in the future. Uh, in, in the same way, I would probably be if I was them. I'd probably be not pumped about my uh, you know parlor servers being on Russian soil. But what are you going to do? Yeah, like got to be racist. Yeah, the thing is about Telegram is, like, the literal best-case scenario you can have is that they're using your fucking computers to mine Bitcoin. And the worst case is that they're fucking just giving all this shit to the FBI, and you're fucked. So, I mean, like... Yeah, better better hope there's never any fucking, like, discovered, like, Telegram backdoor or whatever that lets somebody get into your computer network and start spying through your webcam at you, and that would be some hot shit. Uh, uh, tells me a, a bunch of these racists probably are doing some dubious shit in front of their computers. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, spy on me. <laughs> you got it, idiot. Yeah. And or somebody's just like, oh, man, this QAnon idiot. I managed to hack into their Telegram account. Let's see what I can find on their computer. And then just like literally the first folder is just n- naked kid pics dot folder. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> cool. well, yeah. Yeah. Good, good work, champion. Evidence of the Cabal's pederasty. Oh, yeah, it's evidence. That's right. That's what you call that folder. Evidence. Yeah. I had to do research. I'm a digital soldier. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I love the digital soldier thing. We had that in our group chat. The digital digital soldier awards. That that got a real cackle out of me. There's nothing I enjoy more than Martin Geddes just weeping about how tough it is to live his life. And it's like, dude, you post shit on the internet. You don't do anything hard. Fuck off. Martin Geddes did not appreciate my, uh, I, I reviewed his photography for him. Uh, did he block you or afterwards or? <laughs> yeah, no, I was immediately blocked. I was <laughs> immediately. I, I, I went back to look at more of his photos and I was, I was fucking blocked so fast. His photography is bad. Uh, it is basic and boring and he just takes he had he literally had a photo he put up of his laundry with one shoe on top of it uh and (laughs) it was just like and he sold he sells a calendar i have to figure it's just QAnon people buying his photography it absolutely is uh you need to post a good starch photograph to compare and contrast to martin's terrible photography uh, uh, we, we need premium sarge power here at some point like i'll give you a month deadline like, I'll, I'll, I'll go i'll be like you i'll move the goalposts for you but i just want to see some premium photography out there that like people can be like, wow, this is an actual photograph taken by somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing not by a guy who was literally like 
I bought a new camera and I don't even know how the fuck it works. Which was yeah, so no weird. pressure. I'll have to find something I haven't posted uh, somewhere else. I don't dox myself. I'm sure I have some. Serge is, a, Serge is a hipster weenus, and what he means to say is that he doesn't have a way to scan in any of his Polaroids. <laughs> Serge does like to shoot with, uh, I do like to shoot with, about to turn into third person. Uh, I do like to shoot with, I have uh, three different Polaroid cameras that shoot different film sizes that I like. Uh, but my big boy camera is a, a Canon. And I have a bunch of photos that I took in Yellowstone a couple of years ago that are definitely worth posting but uh martin geddes's photography is it's just basic it's not good it, i i said it a bunch on twitter it's like freshman level also i <laughs> want to have it on the record that despite despite the fact that it's easy to ring up points on it i do love polaroids polaroids are dope <laughs> polaroids are great it's just a, it's just a fun way to enhance your event like your wedding or your birthday or whatever just get some fucking polaroids do it idiots they're expensive yeah, I mean, oh. whatever. Like, if it's your special day, go ahead and make sure that people have access to Polaroid cameras. It's so yeah, easy. You, you give them a camera and you're just like, you, make your own keepsakes. <laughs> so um, the question about how long how long Major Dad can last about posting on Twitter uh, is like, or social media is very, very brief. Uh, this oh, is I, I didn't say shit about the, the actual topic of this question because I go out of my way to not know who any of these douchebags are, aside from their yeah. name. Major yeah. Dad, I think, is the guy who looked like Max Hedrum in his profile picture. Yeah, the guy I wouldn't want trying to get my guts back in me on the battlefield. Yeah. Martin Geddes is just a name. I don't know. These people are all Wang Chunguses, and I don't feel like having any sort of knowledge about them as people, other than the fact that they're racist on the internet. Yes. Uh, L has lived the best possible life when it comes yeah, to Yeah, he's the, truly the wisest of us all. Yeah, I've always said that about my life. When I think about my life, I'm just like, man, this is the nut perfect. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, uh, Troy Francis uh, asks, uh, if Trump is doing a face swap with Biden for a second term, then does that mean that Pence will be face swapping with Kamala Harris? Uh, snake lizard emoji, uh, confused face emoji, as it were. I forgot uh, all about this. I read this on your Twitter that someone yeah. you thought it was going to do a face off. So yeah. Trump is still the president. Yeah, someone someone posted a thing where they just, they did the, they did the face off joke on the chans and that like Trump was going to be Biden and all that stuff and there were a bunch of people on Twitter who were like, "Oh my god, they really believe this stuff." And my reaction was, "No, they don't. This is a troll. This is a troll. None of this has no traction inside of QAnon. Everyone get your chuckles, but no, the, the people even these even QAnon knows what face off is and even they wouldn't go this far." So, no, this wouldn't happen. Um, and the other thing is, is that, like, QAnon hates Mike Pence now. He betrayed them. He didn't uh, use the power of the vice presidency to hand the election to Trump. So there's no good vice president for a new Trump administration that is, like, possible. They would want Michael Flynn to be made vice president by fiat, but uh, the Constitution doesn't allow that. Uh, I actually had I have this very weird dude who uh, DMs me, and then when I look at the DM at the bottom, it says you cannot reply to this person. They like literally DM me, then block me immediately after they DM me, and then and they've been doing it for like a year. This guy's been doing this for like a year to me, and uh, that guy, um, all of his like psychosis. He was adamant that uh, Pence was going to be the one to, like, save the day and take care of business for him. 
And uh, I don't think he did. I don't think he DM'd me after the uh, sixth. I think that he gave up. And the QAnon's understanding of constitutional powers granted the offices in our government is it's very good. Is very yeah. very good. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they, they believed in their heart and uh, in their heart of hearts about a like like engorged, turgid, throbbing Pence, and what they got was a timid, flaccid Pence. Yes. Oh, what, what that guy was t- trying to tell me was uh, that only the Senate has to confirm a vice president, so Trump could just pick Michael Flynn and the Republicans would just do it. But that's not the case. Both houses of Congress have to confirm a vice president should the vice president leave that office, uh, which is what happened to Gerald Ford. He is the answer to the trivia question, who is the only person that was not on a uh, ticket, as we call it, to become president because Nixon Agnew won that election, then Agnew resigned due to tax fraud, Ford became uh, appointed vice president and then became appointed president. So like Gerald Ford, the weird, tricky guy that nobody ever cast a vote for, for fucking anything and got to be president. So, <laughs> a very effective president. No, very effective. I uh, was in there for a little while and then lost to Jimmy Carter, that guy who had a great president. Uh, Carter had a great post-presidency, not so much a good presidency, as it were. Uh, Yeah, we had a kind of weird, I don't know, six-year window of the Fort Carter run. I'm such a a dreadful co-host for a political podcast because I don't remember any of these people are presidents until you say their name. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's a reason for that. They're both incredibly lame duck. Like, they didn't get anything done either one meaningful while they were in office uh gerald ford less so uh post-presidency sorry that, that was very dumbly worded once again but this time better uh carter post-presidency got did massive humanitarian work like oh yeah carter carter had the best best post-presidency of any like, president period like uh, eliminated a parasite from the water in africa like and gerald ford just kind of like fucked off and disappeared and like appear like did a guest spot on the Simpsons. That's about yeah. it. Uh, Gerald Ford uh, is also uh, his presidency is also part of the Kennedy assassination conspiracy theory because Ford was on the Warren commission. So they believe that like him covering up the truth of what actually happened, his payment for that was him getting the presidency. How do we get to talking about these terrible presidents like from from Face Off? I was so excited when we started reading this part <laughs> about Face Off. Now we're talking about Gerald Ford. What the fuck? Because it, it segued from like the, the power of the vice presidency to like how the vice presidency is actually enshrined in the Constitution. And then that led me to talking about how Gerald Ford became vice president, et cetera, et cetera. Well, sure, so sure. That, I, I, I can trace a line, but the most important. So, sorry, let me rephrase my question. Why aren't we talking more about face off? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, not, not, not just the incredible John Woo movie, uh, but also the, the concept that some of these wackadoos. I mean, sometimes I read Q stuff and I'm just like, how much of this do these people really believe? Right. Like, like when you see the posting about they're just like, oh, where they're just like, oh, well, now it's time for the super secret surgery where Trump and Joe Biden do the face off surgery or, oh, the Joe Biden that's getting sworn in now isn't our legal president because he's a hologram. And they'll put microchips in their in their throats to change their voice because that's the explanation of the movie. It's just a microchip. They don't explain it at all. And well, in the movie, they also don't describe how uh, neither of the people's like significant, like significant others notice 
that despite the fact that their faces and voices might be the same, their bodies are completely different. I mean, they didn't go under the knife to get like penis matching surgery or whatever. So <laughs> as, as soon as as soon as a uh, Nicolas Cage's character as John Travolta's character bones John Travolta's character's wife, you think she'd be like, "Wow, your penis is really different, man." <laughs> also, their skulls didn't change shape, and that that decides just a little bit what your face looks like. Yeah, and I mean, it also determines which one of you is a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> reference of the week. Hey. First you, chronology reference. You, uh, don't say, you don't say that, L. We have this for you. Deep cut of the week. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's L's deep cut of the week for this week. It's not about pop culture. It's about phrenology. Yeah. <laughs> the most unbelievable thing to me in this face-off is not the swapping of the faces, but anyone believing for a second that Trump could talk like Biden. If you've heard either of them speak. I mean, I have, I, I think Trump would have difficulty seeing if he got Joe Biden's face. That dude has more and more John Wayne eyes. The more I see him, like his, his fucking, his, like his eyes are just turning into like, you know, fucking Asian style. eye folds. It look like they're abs- like, but like on his Caucasian face. So it seems like it would be impossible for him to see through it. <laughs> I, guess. Yeah, I, noticed that, I noticed that during his speech, I was like, this is a good speech, but man, it looks like it is hard to see through those eyes. Jesus. <laughs> I have not paid attention to the president's eyes. I, I enjoy saying that. That's that's a weird thing. But yeah, the, the, the next time he's given some sort of public address or whatever, just take a look at his eyes. They're very like, I mean, it's just he's just old. His skin is just starting to fucking like like sag and pull on his bones in weird ways and like he's just very squinty and i and i like joe biden i like joe biden fine he's the president and that that was the goal now let's work to get a better liberal president in there but uh in the time being being i'm still riding with biden but uh i wouldn't want him behind the wheel because he's a thousand years old and looks like he can barely see so Al, i just i just saw a picture a meme of bernie sanders wrapped up in his his coat like crunch into his chair with his giant fucking mittens which you did yeah, not dude, it, it looks like he's waiting for like star wars tickets or something like they, they like have him in, try to pick up a playstation 5 they photoshopped him into a craft fair booth surrounded by bird feeders just hunched there like he's selling a million bird feeders at some sort of street fair yeah, I'm sure. Like, like, did, did were there any ducks present at the inauguration? Because I, I would pay some pretty good money to see a picture of fucking of our boy Bernie dressed in that fashion, just maybe surrounded by, if not feeding some ducks. <laughs> that, dude, that dude is old. He's got some good. He's got some good progressive policies, but that dude is too old for office. I mean, come on now, come on now, Bernie Bros. Look me in the eyes and tell me that he doesn't look like Mumra and not Mumra the Ever Living, like he. <laughs> Is a he's he he is a he's a shambling, a shambling, doddering, delightful man with good ideas that uh, I would not trust to lift a cracker. Um, yeah. yeah, Biden. I mean, it, it, you see it with Biden. He's really old, and uh, I'm. I mean, but again, this was the our options really were like Biden or Trump, and it was very obvious that it was Biden. And I'm very happy. What about Bernie? Shut up, you. Get out of here. Yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, 
if I ever wanted to lose a lot of followers, we could really get into the nooks and crannies of the 2020 primary. But uh, I'm not going to go there, as it were. But, I mean, it's just like, um, as as Elle said, like, uh, Biden's the president, and um, I don't know that, like, Lord knows what's going to happen in 2024 vis-a-vis is he going to say that I'm too old to run again or is he going to run again but whatever but it's like when the time comes for us to like have a new standard bearer to like carry the party torch be it 24 or 28 then I will vote for the most liberal primary candidate that exists like you point me in that direction and I will run to the ballot box to like like put my little uh, to fill in the little oval next to their name and then drop it in the slot there and call it a day because uh, I'm all for these things but like right now uh, this this campaign was literally America was burning to the fucking ground and there was a fire hose laying on the ground that said Biden and you've got to either pick it up begin spraying water on America or you can let the fucker just burn down to the foundation. And uh, there's also that big water tower on a building next to the fire that said Bernie Sanders. And in a world where Bernie, in a world where the water tower ruptures, it might put out the fire. But that world seems pretty far off. It seems like it was. It seemed like it was probably easier and more efficient to just grab the hose. Is what I'm saying, Bernie supporters. I'm not saying your way was wrong. I'm just saying that our way was faster and better. The water tower had four years to court the black vote and didn't. So. The water tower also has no foreign policy. So, I mean, <laughs> like, that's, that's what I want in my president. Yeah, cool. Fucking forgive my, forgive my college debt and all that good shit. What else you got for us? Uh, how do you feel about China or Russia? No opinion. All right, cool. Good call. That's it. That's why I wanted my fucking president. Sorry. Yeah. The two countries. We don't have a new Cold War. They're just waging cyber and economic war on us. And, like, Trump was just giving it to them and by that i mean america he's just like what well, whatever you guys want i don't care yeah but i mean yeah. i mean yeah. I, I could say i could sit here and fucking try to run up the scoreboard talking shit about bernie sanders all day uh but we're 90 minutes in and it's a good day and i feel like we should go off on a positive note and that positive note is joe biden sworn in as the 46th president of these united states and we did it fam us the liberals and with the with a generous assist from trump being terrible <laughs> yes. so never I'm, underestimate the ability to spike your own wheel so for uh for everybody listening uh thanks again for supporting the podcast with your ear holes if you'd like to support the podcast further uh try to get some of your friends ear holes involved or if you want to go the extra mile and give us some of your delicious delicious currency you can do that by going to patreon at uh, poker and politics, which I, I I can't stop thinking of porker and politics now. I had never seen that before. Porker and it, politics, just j- just dumb enough to scratch that itch. But no, it is poker and not porker. It's poker and politics at Patreon. If you want to give the podcast a little bit of money to help us do our thing, uh, if you do have some money to spare, but you don't want to give us to three knuckleheads like us who can barely stay on topic, I totally understand. So go ahead and uh, deliver that money to love one four six dot org. Uh, there are folks out there doing the good work that Q has always claimed they wanted done, but could never see to do themselves. Uh, also, uh, social media styles, you can follow Mike at uh, Poker and Politics on Twitter. Uh, you can find myself and Sarge on Twitter at HellWorldL and HellWorldSarge, respectively. As always, world being spelled with a Q instead of an O, because that's our gimmick. Waka Waka. Uh, <laughs> any of you guys have anything to add before I sign us off with our glorious catchphrase? Did I miss anything? Are we Gucci? 
Uh, if if there's anything else you want us to talk about, if Q keeps shutting up, if there's any other dumb conspiracies you want us to talk about, let Mike know. We're not changing the the flavor of the podcast, but I feel like there's a lot of things in the same vein we can talk about. Yeah, if you want ten hours of Kennedy assassination shit, you know where to look. So no, not do that, listeners. (laughs) Not want to talk about the Kennedy assassination. It's it's like Melisandre said. There's only one hell, the one we live in now. So that means that even if Q manages to fuck all the way off, we'll still be uh, exploring our adventures in Hellworld. Uh, speaking of adventures in Hellworld, for adventures in Hellworld this week, I am L signing off for Mike Rains and Sarge. Good speed, patriots. Walk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.